hate this job. I hate this stupid job. I hate this job. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of My Stupid Job Podcast. Uh, I'm Aaron Jarbo. As always, my guest today is the very funny Tom Whalen. Tom, thanks so much for joining me. How you doing, Aaron? You know, I'm doing great. Um, we met, uh, for the people who don't know, we're, we're, uh, you're, you're a very funny stand-up comedian. You're also... Um, an actor, also a, a champion roast battler, one of the best in the biz. Thank you, thank you. Um, and just for everyone who knows, you're like also one of the yep, sweetest guys ever. You're like one of my first friends in stand-up comedy. Yeah. Always were so nice to me uh, when I was starting out, and you know that's very uh, much appreciated. Just, well, a, yeah. just a great guy. Well, thank you. It's a brotherhood, you know. Yeah. We gotta. I I hate when people are mean to people for no reason. I'm mean to people for sure, but it's only when they're disrespectful or to the craft and and disrespectful yes. to to other comics. And you know it can get it can get clicky. It can get uh, mm -hmm. it can get brutal out there. It's we're all competing, competing, but also we should be like, um, hoisting each other up and, you know, oh, for if, sure. if you're my friend and you do well, that's great. Cause I get to tell people I know you and, you right. know, and that's, that's my goal is just for, I want everybody, there's enough room for all of us to succeed. And I, that's all I want in the world. Yeah. I agree with that. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. A lot of people get, there's so much jealousy in uh in this whole stand-up thing well i think people think that if you're doing well that means that i'm not like you took a little piece of the success pie that should have gone to me but what people don't realize is that there's it's there's so much room for all of us to play so much. if somebody gets a netflix special you know you there you can get one too and yeah one, eventually just work hard and, and people will notice you i mean i'm decades away from getting a netflix special and uh and i'm okay with that i'm, I'm appreciating the journey yep um, we, we're all on, we're all on different chapters of different books and that that's quite all right. Yeah. And it's an art and it's not like, you know, you know, uh, people like if you're a, a concert pianist or a, you know, tennis player or something, you can start doing that at a young age. You right. can start taking tennis lessons at six or seven years old and, and start playing piano at five or six, you know, but it's like stand up. You really can't do stand up. You can be a funny person, but you can't do stand up. Until you're yeah. 21, really. Basically 21, because a lot of the places that we go to to do it are bars yeah. first. They're first and foremostly bars, and you have to be you have to get be able to get inside of the place before you can do stand up. Yeah. And there's a few select uh, 18 and over places, but sure. no 12 year olds are going out to do stand up. That's for sure. You want to hear something funny though? So eighth grade, did you have a job shadow in eighth grade? I had a yeah. It was like we called it something different, not like an apprenticeship or an internship, but like um. I forget the word for it, but basically I, one class period mm -hmm. that I was supposed to be at school, I left and went and job shadowed someone else. Yeah, which is cool. And we had like a job fair at my school and you had to pick a job. And you know, some kids were doing pharmacists, some kids were doing, you know, I guess like, you know, finance or whatever, all these like, you know, nine to fives. I picked stand-up comic. Who'd you shadow? Dick Doherty. That's a Boston comic? He's a very famous Boston comic. He was like, you know, on uh, Johnny Carson. and How'd you hit him up? And did... So my mom got in touch with him for me. Okay. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know what happened. I think she knew someone that knew him, you know, whatever. But he owned quite a few comedy clubs in Boston. And anybody that starts in Boston, which I really didn't even, but anybody who starts in Boston, they know Dick Doherty. Like, yeah, I mean, Boston is a, is a you're from Boston. So mm-hmm. Boston is a, is, is a very, um, it's a stand-up uh, breeding. You got, let's just run down the list. You got Joe Rogan, Mark Bill Maron. Burr. Uh, Louis C.K., mm-hmm. uh, Dane Cook, I believe. Yeah, did you say Joe Rogan? Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, Joe Rogan. Um, I mean, there's a lot. Of, let's see. Uh, I mean, there's all the Boston guys, Lenny Clark and uh, Stephen uh, Wright, who was the, One of the first n- one-liner great, Yeah, you know? Um, but there's so many, and there's people that I can't even think of right now that are from Boston. That Jay Leno. Jay Leno, yeah. yeah. I mean, if we looked at a list right now, Conan O'Brien is yeah, also they you, yeah. they are the the, the a huge uh, chunk of the pie from where where uh, comedians were from uh, originally. The, some of the funniest people of all time are from there, and oh, you're yeah. from there. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, quick, just side note on Boston, real quick, because I just watched this uh, Mark Wahlberg movie the other night. How do you feel? Oh, the Spencer <laughs> as, Confidential. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. a as a Bostonian, mm-hmm. uh, Beantown guy, how do you feel about the way that Boston is is portrayed in in movies in Hollywood? Well, I mean, you know, I don't think it's wrong. I don't think they're wrong about it. What I what I have what I struggle with is how everybody thinks Boston's such a racist place. Well, it's not just that, but um, maybe that's a, uh, we'll get to that part in a second. But it's like every single Boston movie has like the same like five elements. You got. You got the Catholic Church. Yep. You got dirty, dirty cops. All yep. crooked cops. Yep. You got some guy in a bar that wants to fight you. There's some. Then the girl in the movie is always this girl that's like chewing her gum real loudly, and she's like, "Saw you from across the bar. <laughs> Can I suck your cock?" Like that's every girl in every bar. I mean, spot on. Like yeah. this is that's exactly. And then the fifth element is Mark Wahlberg. There he's you got, go. I mean, he's from Boston, but you got, but he's, he's in, he's our favorite uh, son. You yeah. Know, he he's should, Boston's and, favorite son. Or, uh, it's over. No, I was I'm stupid. I was going to say, uh, Stallone, but it's like boxing movies. He's Philly, but oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, well he was, um, he was, he was in the movie, the fighter the fighter, which was not Mick, to, yeah, yeah, that was a Boston movie. Mickey right? Ward. Yeah. And then he had, uh, the departed, which was Boston. And I think didn't Ted, weren't the Ted's shot yeah, in Boston? Ted's were yeah. in Boston. Yeah. Ted's were in Boston. I mean, that's another guy, um, uh, Seth MacFarlane yeah. is a is a Massachusetts guy. So, you know, I mean, Boston's so small. Like, it's a really small city. It, compared to other metropolises, it's a small city. Yeah. It's the suburbs that... They get rough, the you, southy areas. Well, you know, I'm from Beverly, which is like uh, Manchester by the Sea. Okay. Have you seen that? Yeah, once. That's so, all the only number of times you need to watch that movie. Yes. It's like Passion of the Christ. Like, yeah. saw it, never need to see it again. So good, though. It's, it's so great, good. yeah. I mean, but that's where I grew up. So okay. it's kind of like, you know, it's less like city, towny, fighty people. It's more like, you know, fishermen. Yeah. Like, you know, but but still, it is pretty. They're, they are pretty good. When people make movies about Boston, they're pretty good about it. So so that is, in your pretty opinion, real. pretty, pretty yeah, accurate it's depiction. Pretty it's not, I mean, it, I've never been to Boston, but it's... Goodwill Hunting. My favorite movie of all time. Yeah, it's it's pretty, like when they go down and they watch the kids play Little League and they're like, let's go to Kelly's. You know, there's something so funny. Everybody from Boston or, Metrop- or metropolitan Boston area, they there are these inside jokes that we all... No. Yeah. Like there's like you mentioned these restaurants, these cities. Like we all get this wave of happiness. You know, you say Saugus. We're like, oh Saugus. 
And f- for everyone listening at home, I have no idea what that means. Saugus no. is a city. <laughs> it's a city. It's actually where my dad was born and raised. But like, it's one of those cities where like, if you if you want to get a kick out of someone, you just be like, well, let's go down to Saugus, and everybody's <laughs> like, ah, Route One, Kowloon. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Um. So you, uh, when did you move to LA? How old were you? I moved four years ago, so that would mean I'm. 29 now so i was 25 okay and so what was uh so you grew up in boston you probably went to school in boston you got you had your so, first job ever was in boston what? well so yeah so i actually when i was 15 i moved to new hampshire to go to a high school called pinkerton academy okay which was if you lived it was like a semi-private school if you lived in one of the surrounding cities you could go for free and okay. it was like this really nice high school, huge. My graduating class was 930. Oh, wow. Huge. That's like my whole high school. There's, I think, over 5,000 now because they added another building. And I think they added another city that could go to it. So it's crazy. But anyways, my first job was in Boston. It was in, um, it was in Waltham. Waltham, Massachusetts. Uh, and what'd you do? I worked for Verizon Fios. Okay. How old were you at the time? I was probably, so this was like maybe 20, 19 or 20. Like I, I, was, I had a paper route when I was younger. Okay. And I mean, like, that counts. That's like most people. That's a lot of people's first job yeah. where I come from. But it, I could, I just such wasn't the morning person. I couldn't wake up before the sun and fold the papers. I helped a buddy of mine do it a couple of times when he was out of town. And I was like, to do this every day, you never get a day off. No. Pa- papers are seven days yep. a week. So there's no days that you couldn't do it. If you want to go on a uh, summer vacation with your family, you got to no. phone up a buddy and be like, yeah. hey, would you like to wake up at 3.30 today? And, and they're I'm like, like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, so if, you did that a little bit and then you then you went. You did, I did some, that and then I went to high school and like, you know, you know, my parents didn't really make me work in high school. I would take like, actually, I had this one job this one summer. No, it wasn't summer. It was towards Halloween where you know like Halloween stores how they'll have the guy with the arrow yeah. and he's spinning it up in the air there's a lot of stores too there's the the oil place right down the street from my house yeah. has that guy and he by the way is amazing yeah I'm like when do you when do you get to practice doing yeah. that like because I couldn't like practice in this apartment like do you have, do you go to a park on the weekends and you're like you got to train for that so that you could even apply to that job in the first place I want to know more about sign spinners if you're a sign spinner and you're listening to this call me <laughs> I'll have you on the podcast, and we'll talk about that for an hour. I just didn't have the juice. The juice. I didn't have the juice. I didn't have it. I They're didn't spinning have them it. on their head. They're playing them like guitars. Like, it's crazy. I it's just, like, like, held it. Yeah. It just. I went for, like, two days. I just held it, and I was just like, all right, Halloween costumes, guys. You want to be Frankenstein? Well, I see the guy that's doing, the one that's doing the uh, Jiffy Lube on like, La Brea, and he's got his uh, Air AirPods in. He's dancing. He's having a great time, and I, I just think, like, if you knew how to do that, what a great job for you. Oh, yeah. It's but like, it would suck being out in the sun. It's like 100 degrees. Yeah. You know, you're I like... I mean, not, not... Not during Halloween. Yeah, not, but, yeah, not in that. So, um... So I totally even lost count of why we were talking about that. Well, because I Halloween said that store. was my, that was my, so first job, uh, paper out, which I, uh, the only time I've ever shit my pants was while doing my paper out. Oh, really? Mine? Yeah. I've only done that once and I was 26. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, more kept on, tabs on it. Yeah. Well, cause it's memorable. It's like, how old were you the first time you like shit your pants as an adult? And I was like, Oh, I was, I was 26. I, <laughs> I remember it vividly. Cause that doesn't happen to adults. No, no. I mean, it, it does. If you're sick enough, if I was sick enough, 
but like now I know like if I'm sick like that, I just don't leave the house. So you're on your paper route and you're, what do you do a bicycle or you walk or you, I did a bike. I did a bike. So it was this particular morning I was sick, but it was payday. You know, they leave the envelopes out on Saturday. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, I got to go. And I used to, sometimes I would have my, my, um, uncle's girlfriend who my uncle and his girlfriend were complete crackheads. Like they were just addicts, just like still lived with my grandmother. It was crazy. My uncle lived with my grandmother till she died. And he was just like a a Peter Pan. He never grew up. He (laughs) never grew up. And he had this girlfriend. Her name was Debbie. Just this Boston. Debbie. She talked like this. He's like, Tommy. Are most women from Boston named Debbie? I think they are. There's quite a few. Yeah, there's quite a, quite a lot of Debbies. Tommy. Yeah, she would talk like that. And it was just like, you know, whatever. So, But sometimes when I couldn't do it, I'd have them do it for me. I'd have the my, paper out. My, yeah. yeah. And, and I think they would steal money. They would steal money. So... I was never in. I only did it as a sub, but I was never involved in the collection of money part. So I don't. I don't know really how that works. Oh, it was just like they would leave an envelope out. You know, it was like you know they'd pay you like thirty bucks and then they'd give you a tip sometimes. The the residents. The residents. Oh, that didn't. That was not how it worked in our hometown. It oh. would, they would like pay the new the messenger inquire the newspaper company oh. and then that the. the the newspaper company would pay the kid. What we would have to do is it would be like, it would be like $150 to get your newspapers for the week. And so you'd pay, so they'd pay us. I'd make like 230 bucks. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they would, you know, tip you sometimes, but then you had to pay for your papers for next week around Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that maybe there was an element of that. I just wasn't aware of because it wasn't my full time job. But I think he did have to buy the papers. Like something, if something happened to him, you or, did. You had or to buy if them. He just decided to just wake up one morning and throw them all in the trash and be like, "Fuck everybody! No one gets papers today." That's on him. That's, yeah, he eats that cost exactly. Not, not the subscribers or whatever. But I do remember people would like, and we would we would tip our tape, uh, paper boy around Christmas time. Yeah, um, just just because. Well, they'd give me out, a couple bucks even not during Christmas time. He's out in the cold and yeah. it sucks. Yeah. You know? Exactly. He bundled up just so we can read about fucking coronavirus and so di- Disneyland closing and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, during Christmas, my my grandmother would drive me. But so anyway, so it's, it's Saturday. It's payday. I want to get my money. So I'm like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to go. So I'm going and I'm riding and I get like halfway through my paper route and I just sneeze and just completely ruined my pants just shit just <laughs> diarrhea and i was like uh, and so like i'm already i'm like you know a quarter of a mile to a half a mile away from my house so i gotta ride my bike back and i go back and you know change out of everything and then i was like mom will you drive me and she was like will you i thought you were already done and i was like no i just pooped my pants she was like, okay. Oh, my God. So she got in the car. And yeah, luckily, I didn't get any shit on any papers, I don't think. But well, you never know. Most people, like nine out of 10 poop your pants cases are, it's diarrhea. Like you don't fit. No one's pushing out logs into their boxer briefs. Like they no. Like that's just a weird situation. Like mine was the same thing. It was like, 
you know, you, you trust a fart and all of a sudden there's water in your pants and you're yep. like, Whoa, I didn't, I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. No high fiber diet people yeah. are shitting. Their you're not, pants you're not throwing uh, floaters in, in, yeah. in your, uh, in your Spider-Man boxer briefs. <laughs> I've been doing a uh, keto. Yeah. And it has improved my shits so well, much. High, high fiber. They're sinkers, right? Are they floaters? Floaters are good. I, you know what? What it really comes down to is look at your poop. Is what I'm trying yeah. to tell people. What it comes down to is the way it feels when it's coming out. Yeah. If you if you feel like you just you just had a full day of work after you took a shit, that's good because you know it's like you, you all have, the. Cr- but all if it's just like yeah, that's not good that, for anybody. It Can't be good because you're getting everything out. You feel it. You feel the whole, all the cr- just junk leaving your body, and that's that's what you want. Yeah, that is what you want. And it's also and like also, I mean, this just turned into a poop podcast, and I'm okay with that. I'm not Doctor Oz, but he he talks we about all poop, poop a lot. We, we all, all poop. poop, and uh, the no wipe, like when you go to wipe, and there's like not much on the toilet paper, you know that's a good poop. Too. That's a good one. If it's disgusting, then that's like oh yeah, the worst kind. And I haven't had any of those since yeah. starting keto, so good. very happy with that. I cheat every now and again. I you know I'm not like. Perfect. Not no one's saint. perfect. We're all human. Exactly. So I'm d- I've been doing the intermittent fasting, which I found out is actually a lot easier than most people think. Like it's actually like pretty good for you. Um, mm-hmm. And all you do is essentially just skip breakfast. Yeah. Skip breakfast, just pound coffee, and you, you know, while you're if you're working, you're kind of not thinking about it anyways. Yeah. And then uh, you know look at the time the first time you eat. Let's say it's like twelve thirty, and then then at last time, like your last bite of the night should be at eight thirty. Yeah, and then kind of just don't snack or drink of seventy beers before you go to bed. Right, and you should be okay. And it's actually I found it to be pretty easy. You're asleep for most of the time. Right, exactly. So people are like, oh, I could never go sixteen hours without eating. I'm like, well, you're asleep for eight of it. So yeah. what do you? So you, and it like and then four of it's on either end of the the meal. It's not that. It's bad. not. It's not hard at all. I used to do intermediate fasting, but it was just because I was on Vivance and Adderall. <laughs> And that, that made it really easy. Yeah, because you're just like when you're when you take Adderall, you're just like I am not hungry at all. Yeah, which is like a watered down version of Coke, and most people on Coke don't eat food. Ever. Yeah, it's the opposite of weed and and booze. You know, yeah, people going to Taco Bell and just loading up. Um, so you started to, you started down this. Uh, you were gonna be a door to door Verizon Vio was it Fios Fios. So Fios is like uh, internet service. Okay. So it was like um, you know in New England Comcast rules uh, rules t- cable and yeah. and internet. So Comcast Who rules out here. Is it Spectrum? Uh, is Spectrum it? Uh, Time Warner Cable. I think is big out here. D- who got? Didn't one of them get gobbled up by AT and T? Or AT and T is Time Warner Spectrum. I, I don't uh, know. Maybe Time Warner and Spectrum. Yeah. Join forces. They got it together. Uh, I know I was paying for one, and I just keep getting letters and like, hey, you know the thing that you have now? It's called this, and I'm like, are you still taking forty dollars out of my account every month? And I don't care. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know what care what your name is. Just give me just, my HBO Go, and let's ca- just call it a day. Yeah, exactly. I don't give a fuck how the sausage is made, <laughs> but yeah, I prefer so, not to know. Right. So yeah, so I worked for them, and it was so stupid because they would make you show up in a suit in the morning. And you'd have to, and by morning, I mean like 1030, but you'd have to show up in a suit and it was like, okay, but you'd show up in a suit. We'd have our little morning meeting where everybody, it was like an improv workshop where everybody'd be like, wooga chugga, wooga chugga. And then the other people had to go, meow, meow. You know, it was just like stupid stuff to try to get you like morale boosting to try to get you amped up about the day, you know, but in reality, it was just stupid. And they would just have like these unbelievably hot girls that worked there and these poor 
guys. Like it was just like it was just guys that that didn't go to college or dropped out of college and hot girls because they figured if there were a bunch of hot girls everywhere, you know, the the guys would want to come sure. to work, right? So we I'm go. imagining that oh, that scene in Wolf of Wall Street where Leo every morning walks up before the the market opens and gets on the microphone and just starts like trying to amp everybody up. Like I want you to be telephone terrorists. Like the, that whole That's thing. That's pretty much exactly except for what with it was. stupider songs. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And they were just it was like improv games. It was so dumb. But and did then it, did it work? Did, I mean, not really. Like it was a pyramid scheme, is what it was. Okay. You would get hired in. To, so here's what happened. You'd come in for your interview. They hired everybody. So it's like they didn't even need to have interviews. They'd bring you in for an interview. You'd talk to the GM for like five minutes. He'd go, okay, I think you're a good fit. I think you're a good fit. So, so we're going to have a, one more interview. You're going to meet with your team leader. And then you'd meet with your team leader who is someone who had done it for like four months and you know now leads a team and they would go okay so here's the deal so here's what you're going to do we're going to you know we give you your your district or your area that you got to go to you got to go there walk around blah 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 you know and then they were like it, little did they tell you that every sale you made they got a percentage of right because you're in their pipeline or whatever exactly so you were basically like working for them and then they were working for the boss and the boss was just making hundreds of thousands of dollars but anyways, so we'd get we'd get out of our suits after the meeting. We'd put on a Verizon FiO shirt and some slacks and in a that's so cap. weird that you couldn't just show up in that. Is that if that's what you were going to end up in? I mean, would you buy cable from a guy in a three piece suit? I don't know. I don't think so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy anything from someone who knocked on my door and tried to sell it to me. Yeah, I mean, I and all, I mean, LA is well, very like here an was apartment. The pitch. Yeah. Do you want me to give you the pitch? I'd love it. Hey, uh, knock, knock, knock. Not interested. Okay, but, but just act like you're an old lady, stupid old lady. Ready? I am, basically. Knock, knock, knock. Oh, hi. What's your name, Sonny? Hello, is this Aranina? Yes. Hi, Aranina. My name is Tom. I'm actually with Verizon Fios. Have you seen the uh, the trucks coming back and forth and the little construction going on in the neighborhood in the last couple of weeks? Yes, I have. Well, the reason for that is actually we have been installing state-of-the-art high technology fiber optic wiring into your neighborhood Whoa. yes and what that's going to do is and we've we've paid for all that um verizon fios and the reason we've done that is because we want to improve your internet and cable technology okay and i don't know if you how much are you paying for your uh your current cable four hundred dollars a week guess what we'll do it for thirty two dollars a month? A month. Oh, my God. That's a way better deal. Absolutely. So sign right here, and we got yeah. your cable. Signing. Little do they know, it's $32 a month for the first three months, and then it's like 600 You know, and then yeah. it's like ridiculous after that. So it was an easy pitch for you. It was pretty easy, but I and still those, hated it. Those um the the trucks that you mentioned, that was a real thing? You just had like... I mean, that's just what they told us to say. Yeah. Who, who knows if there were ever really trucks? It's such a coincidence. It's like, uh, like mediums. They're like, now who in here has a oh. family member who has a heart ailment which is most people yeah uh and they're like now did you see a truck yeah. with four wheels drive any color drive down <laughs> your street right here and like i did see a truck i'm, I'm like, sensing june i'm seeing <laughs> does june mean anything to anyone oh me i i had um one time i um went to um a restaurant in one in the month of june and i ate a burger and you went there with someone you love i i 
you know, I didn't know it was love at the time, but eventually we did like have a thing where I was like, I think I love this guy. Well, that that guy is trying to speak to you. Okay. Now, and trying to tell you, don't eat there again. He got food poisoning. Oh, I really liked that place. Sorry. The Wahlburgers. <laughs> the Ballburgers. The Boston Burger, the famous Boston Burger joint, uh, founded by the Wahlberg brothers, Donnie, Mark, and... What? Donnie, Mark, and... Ooh. Al? Alan? No, no. I think it is Alan. Is it Al? Al? I think Wh- it is whichever Alan. Whichever the third guy, he's the main He's the main. He's guy. the burger master. He's the burger guy. The other two, they're a bunch of foofy actor types. He's yeah. a burger man. So you, did you do well enough at this door-to-door job to get kicked up to the kicked up the pipeline? No, the- I only stayed for like two months. And then, so I was doing this job this one day, and I'm alone. Sometimes they'd have you go with people. Sometimes they'd have you go alone. So I'm alone this time. And I'm walking down the street in like East Boston and I get attacked by a dog. Oh, just a random dog. There were like two dogs. There were dogs on either side of the road and they were like barking at each other. And one was like a stray and the other was a person. They had a leash and the dog stray one was on my side and they were like going at it and I walk by and like I'm scared because I don't know what because this thing looks feral and all of a sudden it just just latches onto my leg and starts biting my leg you were just caught in the crossfire yeah and I got away and I went back and I drove back to my job and they were like how do we know that this happened I was like there's there's pieces of my leg missing (laughs) and they were like well I mean could, that, could you still see the scar? Do you have any scarring that lasted? I, I might. I think it was on this leg. Oh, yeah. I can see. That's absolutely. Yeah. It looks like some teeth were in there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's um. So that happened. And then they were like, uh, they didn't They didn't um, give me paid time off or anything. Oh, that's illegal. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I quit that job. And because the, of the dog bite, I mean, it was like a week was after like, that wasn't the straw that broke the camel's back. It was just like, they just, I feel like I just felt kind of like over it at that yeah. point. I didn't want to go out. Cause it's like, Oh man, this happened to me like two months in what the hell is going to happen next. So yeah, I ended up quitting that job and they're just taking advantage of you. And actually I really liked my boss. His name is Vince. He was, he was actually shout out to Vince. Vince. He was actually a really good guy. Um, I really liked him, but it's just the nature of that, of that business model is just taking advantage of people. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're investing and hoping that ever they're like little lottery tickets of, of human beings that are going to, they're going to be the next sales champion. It'd be the next Jordan Belfort or whatever that guy's name yeah, is. Yeah. Belfort. Yeah. Belfort. And, um, is that a Boston guy? He's no, he's New York. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then they go on to be the, the team leader and then they just champion the whole thing. And you were happy to have that guy in your pipeline because right. he's making you jillions of dollars. And if you don't, if you don't perform, no hard feelings you're out the door yeah i mean they'd keep you if you were just like a good guy but but that's uh you're not making money you're not making real money that is i think how car dealerships work like they'll hire anybody and if you're good and you sell a lot of cars well you keep working and if you suck that you have you're on like a 30 day uh, or 90 day probationary and if you don't sell any cars it's like hey this maybe this isn't for you no hard feelings like you just you were told you were gonna have to sell some cars and you didn't so this, you know, this shouldn't be coming. See you later. A, shouldn't yeah. be coming as a surprise to you while we're having this conversation. Right. right now. So more recently, I've been working in car sales, um, but I'm not a sa- I wasn't a salesman. I was what was called BDC, which is um, BDC is Business Development Center. Okay, that's what it means. So if you've ever if 
any of you guys listening, and Aaron, I'm sure you've done this at least once in your life. You've gone on a website and you've typed in, you've looked at a car and you're like, I want to know what my monthly payment's going to be. Absolutely. You know, and you're like, okay. So you click it, more info, calculate my monthly payment. And then you have to enter your name and your number. How and much you're you going to throw down as a down payment. Well, uh, no, not always. Sometimes. I mean, so, I mean, they should like... Factor that in. What they do is they use the monthly payment calculator as a way to get your info. Oh, so okay. I would never see how much money they wanted to put down. But I would see, okay, they're looking for a Ford Escape 2019. They want it in red. They want a blah, blah, blah. So then I... Most importantly, here's their phone number and email address, and I'm going to spam them until they... Exactly. It's my leads for the guys. Do you, do you call them or do you, I call you pass them. the leads on to someone? No, I would call them. So I call and I'm like, you know, hey, how you doing, Aaron? This is Tom over at uh, Star Ford. Just wanted to give you a call about that 19 Escape. Are you still looking? Uh, yeah, I am. Do you have one in red by chance? Uh, let me take a look. Uh, yes, we actually have quite a few in red. That's one of our more popular colors. And I just wanted to ask you, uh, did you have any questions on this car? Tons. Um, tons of questions. Number one, how much trunk space? Oh, this trunk space in this is actually, it's three times the size of our, uh, our base model. So this is what's called a titanium. So it has a okay. much bigger trunk. I watch a lot of movies and, and uh, I feel like the unit of measurement for uh, calculating how big a trunk is, is how many dead, three bodies, dead bodies, three dead bodies, it's three dead okay. bodies. I'm never personally going to put a dead body in there. I just want That's how I gauge how much space it is. I mean, that is what we call the Jimmy Hoffa method. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, this is three dead person trunk space. I'm sold. I'll be, uh, are you, what time do you close today? Um, I, I have time at 3 PM. I'll be there. Okay, great. Thank you, Aaron. Yeah, you killed it. I don't know why you're not doing that job anymore. I mean, I quit that job. Okay. But, um, I, you know, who knows? I may go back if I need money again, but who knows? Some, m- money's not really important right now. It's toilet paper. Yes. You have toilet bottled paper. water and Purell. Yeah. I went to Ralph's this morning. That's our popular grocery store out here. They mm-hmm. had, it, it was pandemonium. The shelves were completely empty for everything. Like yeah. the silliest stuff. I was just trying to get, uh, uh, my wife is pregnant right now and she makes. Congratulations. Uh, oh, thank you. Um, uh, she makes like, you know, cra- she has cravings. She gets r- ridiculous requests sometimes and she wanted some pastas, like some chicken pasta. Mm-hmm. Right? So I go into the pasta section to just get some spaghetti noodles. Mm-hmm. Spaghetti's gone. And I was like, oh, I, that makes sense. Because spaghetti, like sp- the act of making spaghetti is like a cheap process. You get some Very noodles. Very cheap. And you, you can eat on it for weeks. So I, I was like, yeah. all these like doomsday preppers, like, oh, we're going to be enclosed for the virus. Uh, they just went and bought all the fucking spaghetti. I like, just think that's so dumb. Like, okay, I get it. It's such a viral disease. Like, this is a really uh, contagious disease. But I think, and we talked about this earlier, the mass hysteria that's being caused in it is more harmful than the disease. Exactly. It's, we've had one of these. Now, the one thing is SARS, swine flu, bird flu, H1N1. We had all these every couple years, but I'd never seen a celebrity get it. Tom Hanks just got crushed. I know, and I never saw. I've never seen us like the NBA or a different sports league shut up, close down shop. Yeah, that is that is crazy. I've never seen that. So that is a little worrying. They're canceling uh, shows at the Comedy Store. Yeah, and uh, anything two two hundred and fifty people or bigger. Mm -hmm. uh, And I was at the Improv last night. Like Rogan, I don't know how many the main room there holds. It's a lot, but he main room holds about four. 50 at the improv no and, comedy store no I'm oh, not, i thought you said oh, no yeah. i was at the improv last night and rogan had that room packed out and then he got on his instagram today and announced that he wouldn't be doing his main room shows at the comedy store tonight because mm-hmm. 
um, it's too many people, but they can do shows in the OR still. So that's insane uh, a little bit, but also like, I mean, I, I was going to say I get it, but I don't get it. Uh, it's, 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 it's just like helping us like feel like we're safe by not going to places. I, I had a girl cancel a roast battle with me over, over coronavirus. Oh, and that's the smallest room in, in the store. I know it's only 80. It only holds 80. Yeah. They actually canceled all belly room shows until April. Oh geez. Yeah. It's really, this is like crazy, man. This is like insanity. It's like such a. I, I don't know. It's such a scary situation, but also the scary part is how much people are feeding into it. Yeah. I, I don't like it because I don't, uh, my, I'm not scared of the virus, but I'm scared that I might not be able to go to the grocery store and just get like basic necessities for my wife and my soon to be kid. Like I just want to be able to get stuff when I need the stuff. I don't want to have to go and buy seven months worth of shit right now. No. It's so silly. Costco is probably popping. Right I, I heard they're actually like suffering. Like, um, why my buddy uh, talked to you last night at the improv, he went to Costco to get toilet paper and they were, they were completely out. And like, you know, if Costco's out of toilet paper, like we're fucked. Yeah. They should have all, all of the toilet paper. Aaron, I got a business idea. Toilet paper. Let's pool all our money together. Let's take a trip to like, I don't know, wine country, somewhere where it's like less populated, go up north three hours, yeah. buy all the toilet paper. I think there, there's got to be someplace closer that we could go. But I mean, if anyone's sitting on crates and crates and crates of TP, I bet they're keeping it. I bet, they know, I bet they're doing the same thing that we're thinking right now. Like, I mean, I'm just trying to make a dime. Yeah, I'm trying to make yeah, how, yeah 50 dollars. Like, flip, flip some toilet paper, step on it a little bit, take the one ply. Sell two, it for like 25 bucks a pop. Get the two ply, you roll them out, make a, make a two rolls oh. of one ply. You know what I'm, t- what I'm talking about here? It's yep. one, one roll that now is two rolls. That's a racket right That's there. That's a racket. Yeah. I'm down um, with that. I'm we're going to shut that. this podcast down early because <laughs> Tom and I have toilet paper to unroll. <laughs> two ply, turning it into two rolls of one ply. Hell yeah. That's just simple math right there, folks. So how many, how many cars did you sell over the course of How long were you there? Well, like I said, I wasn't selling cars. I was basically giving hot leads to salesmen to sell them but i was i was there for like f- five months so did, were you salaried or did you get to enjoy any of the sweet sweet commission i got some commission okay. off of it i got so basically what it was is i would make two dollars for every appointment i made i would make twenty dollars for every appointment that came in and then i'd make another twenty dollars if they bought the car oh so forty two dollars if i called someone they came in they bought the car right i would have probably on my best month, I had like 42 people come in. I made about 60-something appointments. I had about 42 people come in. I had about, of those people, I had like 15 buy cars. So doing, I made like doing almost the math in my head real two quick. grand. That's, that's like $70,000 that you just, yeah. If, if, if I did that. 70000 If I did that for, no, yeah, that's. <laughs> I didn't. No, it probably like, would have been like 50, but that's still pretty good. That's not bad. Uh, I had a roommate when I first moved down here. He worked as a, he, he did the thing where you, you show up and they'll kind of hire anybody. And he was like, oh, I could be a car dealer, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it was like for like Volkswagen, Audi, and they all, they do Volvo as well. Those Are those three in one? Was it here? Yeah. Might have been Keys. It wasn't Keys. It was, I know it was definitely like in the West Side somewhere. But I know Volkswagen and Audi were a part of it. And there might have been a third involvement, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. And he was like at the end of his... 90 days it was like you know we're paying you a salary to be here but that's that's in hopes that you're going to move some some vehicles and and if you don't you know sorry about, sorry you maybe car sales is just not for you yeah and so 
uh, he was at like, let's call it day 87 mm-hmm. of 90. And he was out like with the customer and this other guy came up to him with a hat on and he was like, Hey, I'm trying to buy some cars. And he, and he was like, well, I'm with a customer right now. If you just kind of, if you want to take a stroll, take a, take a lap around the lots, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be with you in just a second. And then this guy was taking way too long. The first guy that he was dealing with. And so he had to push that guy off onto an, uh, another one of turn his, it. one of his colleagues. That's called turning it, not burning it. Yeah. And so, and so that guy ended up being Leonardo DiCaprio. And he bought six cars that day. It was around Christmas time. He bought one for everybody in his family. How do you not know it's Leonardo DiCaprio? He had a hat and glasses on, and he was like, he was working with this other guy. He he actually said that his name was George, which I later learned was like his dad's name. Because oh. if he goes up and he's like, "Hi, my name is Leonardo," you're like, "Well, there's only one of those, and it's you." Yeah. What's up, DiCaprio? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you son of a bitch! You here to buy <laughs> seven or eight cars and one like just gonna throw it? You got the cash in your pocket right yeah. now. Yeah. And so that if he would have just picked the other customer. That day, he would have had six sales, and that would have been like more than he needed for the whole oh, year. Oh, six probably. sales, you're good. I mean, not yeah. for the whole year, but, I know, you but know, I mean, you're like, expected to he sell. He could have got to keep his job for many more months with you're, that You're day. expected to sell about 10 cars. A month? Yeah. That's a lot. You know, the the lesser, the not as good salespeople sell six to seven, you know? But basically what it is, you work on a draw. At a, if you're a car salesman, and they asked me to be a car salesman, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do sales because it's worse schedule. It's a draw. So the draw is like, let's say minimum wage would dictate that you make like 1700 a month, right? If you made minimum wage for a 40 hour week, whatever, right? So they will give you that 1700. That might even give you 2000, right? Base, base pay. Yeah. But you have to make $2,000 in sales before you make any commission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're really a, a not places, making... There's yeah. a uh, word for that, but that's, a, that's how a lot of places that that are really commission-heavy are made. Your draw, salary draw is, yeah, is based yeah. off of how, what you're able to bring in. Yeah, so, you know, then it's like, okay, which I understand, but then, he, you know, you have a bad month. Now you're like, and then if you, let's say you only make $1,300 worth of cars, you still are guaranteed that 2000 but on your next check, mm-hmm. you need to make that 700 up to make commission on the next one. It just seems very, like, it's like the, the stress that would come from that. Because you can't, a car is a big purchase, and you can't just make people buy cars every day. People and love buying cars. I know, but, like, it's, it's, if, if, you, if I was at work and no one came in to buy cars, like, that's not really on me. I know you have the, that job where you're supposed to be, be like, um, fielding leads and, get, and mm-hmm. bringing people in. But, like... I, like houses are the same thing with me. I, I interviewed a buddy of mine who's a real estate agent and he, and it's, that's a huge purchase, arguably the biggest purchase you'll make in your entire definitely. life. And car comes second to that, I think. Yeah. Cars <clears throat> definitely are up there because so it's like, if you have a shit six months as a real estate agent and it's like, well, I can't make them buy houses. Like right. they, it's, uh, it's hard to, it's a hard thing to do. I'm not selling ice cream on Santa Monica yeah. Boulevard or whatever. That's, Sells itself, <laughs> drugs. Yeah. They sell themselves, yep. you know. Yep. But houses and cars, I feel like that's like there's there's got to be some leniency, like some wiggle room for like, hey, this is this isn't easy. Yeah, uh, to move these things. No, definitely. It's I mean, it's a big commitment, and people get people get um, you know up to their up to their eyes underwater. Yeah, buying a car. Well, if you're good at 
I mean, if you're good, I don't know you're lucky, but if you're just like one of the names that people go to that's synonymous with real estate or synonymous with like, like, um, keys on van, that's all one guy, right? And that keys guy has like 45 car dealerships. And so that guy's yeah. making, he's definitely doing well. Oh, billions. But if, but if you do, if you do like six houses in a year in, in LA's market where like the shittiest, smallest house is like 1.5 million mm-hmm. and you sell six of those, you're having a great year. Yeah. You're probably making a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. 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 Uh, but then if you start selling the shit up in the hills and like out down by the beach or Malibu, like you're the richest person I know. Yeah. If you could do that. Yeah. But it ain't easy. It ain't easy. And you know, a lot of times the people that want to buy cars and you're like, oh, this guy's definitely going to buy a car. I mean, a house, whatever. Then you do the finances and they're yeah. not, they, they can't get it. It's it, that, and that part is really hard too. To have to like talk to people about their credit and like you know, or let them know that it's uh, they're going to be paying out the ass monthly for something that should, like, to pay like five hundred dollars a month for a Honda that should yeah. should cost like one eighty nine a month. There's a phrase. It's called buy. It's it's buyers are liars. Yeah. So buyers will lie to you because they assume you walk to a car dealership, you assume the salespeople are going to lie to you. That's just what people assume. They go, I'm going to be lied to. So they combat that by lying themselves. They go, you know, you go, how much do you make a month? They go, oh, I make about $4,000 a month. Then you like actually look at their pay stubs and they make 2200 you Yeah, know? And, and but that's not like how much I make. It's how much extra do I have left over to put on a car payment? And that's a different number as yes. well. Yes, um, cause they want, they always want to know what your annual salary is. And yeah, everybody rounds up. If you're making like 42, people write down 50. Yeah, it, you know, and and it's but you're just hoping to get a bigger, a better line of credit. Yeah, know? yeah. Because yeah, you probably can, um, you can, you can afford an extra like two hundred dollars a month for like a, a car payment, but that doesn't mean you want to pay four hundred. Just yeah. be, like I don't know. Also, people don't understand the. If you say you make more money, they're gonna probably give you a higher payment. Yeah, like because they just oh he can afford it. We're gonna pitch him this payment, and then a lot of people are dumb and they say yes, the first time. You're supposed to say no a couple times. Yeah, I have the first time I ever bought a car on my own. Um, I, I the guy kept coming down. He's he was like, "Well, here, here's what we're gonna do. Here's the payment," and he wrote down like 500 a month. And I was like, "That's insane. That's insane." And then he was like, "All right, all right, all right I'm gonna go talk to my boss because I want to get the best deal for you." And like, you're you know, uh, they're really like good cop, bad copying each other. He might not even been going to talk to somebody else. He's coming back. He's like, "All right, I talked to him. We looked at your numbers again because we really want you to have this car." So we got the we got it down. Well, we to just four, realized, yeah, yeah, we got it down to four oh seven a month, and then from five hundred to four oh seven, you're like, "That's a good deal," but you're like, "That still sucks." And you're probably still and they screwed. and they know that they they know what their lowest is, and so they're gonna come down a couple times just so you feel good well, about the purchase. Here's what they'll do too. Start high. Yeah. So they'll go to you and they'll go, okay, first off, a tip for anybody going in, listen to this. If you're about to buy a car, here are a couple tips. First off, don't reveal that you have a trade-in until after you've gotten your numbers. Okay. Okay. So go in, say, I want this car. Give me, do your credit app. You know, fill it out. They go, how much money you want to put down? You go, you know, a thousand bucks, whatever. They're going to give you, and then they're going to give you a number. And then you go, mm, you know, I need it to be, you know, I need it to be closer to 350. 
And they go, okay, it's 500. And they go, okay, well, let's figure it out. And they go, oh, well, it just turns out actually this is a certified car. So we can bring the APR down. We can get it down to maybe, you know, like 380. So you're like, great, awesome, great, great, great. Oh, just FYI, I have a trade-in. Now they've already given you their Their lowest. lowest, And they have to go lower. And now they have to go lower. Yeah. To to take your so so do your trade in last. When I when I bought my car, I had a shitty car that I was like I just needed to get rid of it, and I told them you know I got a car, and they were like we'll give you five hundred for it, and I was like I probably could have got more, a little bit more, not a lot, but I was like thank you, like because I just this yeah. is just a chore of like I would have paid you five hundred to take the fucking thing away right. from me because I can't have two cars in L A. Like what am I gonna sell it myself on yeah. Craigslist? No, just take it from me. Like you've made you've actually made my life easier by taking it and you gave me five hundred bucks. That's awesome. Win win right. for me. Right. But some people don't feel. Some people have better cars. It, like I was that was my first car ever that I was giving away to get my first like adult car. You know. Yeah. And um, you know, some people like they'll. I had a buddy the other day whose car he was trying to get rid. Of, he just bought a new car and he was trying to trade in his other one and it was like it, Kelly Blue Book for like fifty one hundred. Mm-hmm. They were offering him twenty six, which is like half yeah and so he's just like i'll keep it sell it myself and he sold it for like 51 yeah so like, if you can do private that, sale is always the best bet. yeah yeah um if you have the time if you have the time and i didn't and i didn't uh i just it, the hassle seemed like oh it was such a great deal that they were willing to take that off my hands for mm-hmm. me and deal deal with all the bullshit and i don't know what they did with that car they could have chopped it down for parts resold it to somebody for like a hundred more dollars than what they paid for i don't care they probably sold it for a thousand yeah i just don't care i just like didn't i didn't want the the, the, the stress of dealing with having two cars in this city where street parking is uh you get tickets all the time paying the registration fee on two cars and like the insurance on it until it sells mm-hmm. it was like it would be a lot of extra crap that i had to deal with so it, it was it was a great move for me at the time to just let them take mm-hmm. advantage of me and give me 500 bucks for my trade-in Hey, you know, sometimes you got to play the game. So, st- so tip tip number one: don't uh, mention that you have a trade until the end. Was there a tip two? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple tips. So, I mean, if you can get a cosigner, get a cosigner. That's like, but that's obviously difficult. But um, I mean, always never say yes right away. You know, say no a couple times. Yeah. Go on to a different car. Go. So you, you like this car? Ask to test drive that car. And then they're gonna they're gonna be like, well, you know, if we want to sell you this car, and then they're gonna do more for you. So like, act like you have would options. You, would, would car B need to be a cheaper or more expensive car in your? Um, it opinion? would probably be cheaper. Okay. You probably want to go with something cheaper. They want to. They want to. Because then they're thinking, oh, well, I can sell them that first car, which is a little bit more money. Yeah. Let's not. Let's keep exactly. them away from these cheap options. Also, try to always go if you want a new car. Let's say it's 2020 now, right? Go for 2018 because anything over two model years old, they want to get rid of. So right now you have your 20, if you're, if we're in 2020, you have your, or let's say it's 2019. We'll go back to the end of last year. You have your 2020s that came out and then you have your 2019s. So the 2018s, they want to get rid of those. So they're going to give you probably like 10 15 grand off of those cars. Interesting. And that's still a very good, very new car that will have everything that you need a car to have. Like I have a, I have a fully loaded Lexus Mm -hmm. that's, uh, 
it's a 2006 and it has everything in it that like my wife's car has, which is a 2019. Mm-hmm. Like you have, it has Bluetooth. It has a rear view camera. It has like na- a digital screen that has like navigation on it. Like yep. they, they got to a point where it's just like, this is what cars can have. This yeah. is like their maximum ability. I, I don't know what I don't have that I would need that I would like want to buy a new car for. Oh, and it's, it's a brand new, I mean, it's still never been driven. You know, it's yeah. like zero miles. Oh, so the, the 2018s. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you can get huge discounts on those. So look at a couple model years older. Um, and you know, other than that, it's just don't act like you need it. That's like such a big thing. Don't ever go into a car dealership acting like you need a car. Yeah. Act like you want a car, but you don't really know. Yeah. The wife might not let me. I got to talk to her. Yeah. And act like, you know, say you're going to leave. Yeah. If, if, oh, here's the other big one. This is a huge tip. So go somewhere, especially if they do your math. Very, it's very easy. Okay. Let's say you want to get a car. It's a $15,000 car and you want to do it over 72 months. Okay. Divide 15,000 by 72. Okay. That's what you would have with, with no, um, interest. Right. So then be like, okay, I have shitty credit. So add, and every thousand dollars is worth about $20 on a monthly payment. Okay. So with the shit credit. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, no, no. With any credit. So, oh. so if it's a, if it's a, um, if it's fifteen thousand dollars, right, and once you finance it, it's twenty two thousand. You're paying seven thousand in interest. So your monthly, I mean, just basically understand your own credit and how it will apply to your monthly payment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's just like you you might be buying a $20,000 car, but you need to understand that over the course of that, um, th- you know, 72 months or whatever, you're actually going to, you're going to be paying like $32,000 yeah. for a $20,000 car. Exactly. And if your credit's not that bad, if your credit's like, pr- like, okay, you're getting, you're getting screwed. So just, you know, know that what got me onto this? I was going to tell you. So- oh yeah. Okay. So they give you a payment. You look at it. You're like, fuck, this is like way higher than I think it should be. Take a picture of it, bring it somewhere else, and they'll beat it. They'll match it or beat it. That's a good idea. And then, especially in Los Angeles, there's so many dealerships and they're all competing. Um, you know, I, I feel like you have that as an advantage. If you, in my small town back home, there's one d- dealership for every make and model, or like there was like a Honda dealership, and there was a Ford one, and there was the Chevy one, and then like, and that was it. So you mm-hmm. couldn't go someplace else really. Yeah. But out here, it's cutthroat. Yeah, yeah, big time. But yeah, so take a picture and then go, okay, uh, I got to go home and think about this. Yeah, they don't want you to leave that. No, day. they're going to go. They're going to go, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Let's, let's talk. I, my uncle, when I was buying a car, my, I had an uncle tell me, like, walk off the lot. Yeah. It's like, they will hate that. And you will, you don't, you don't know how much power you'll gain from them by just like being like, yeah, I'm going home today. I'll think about it. I'll sleep on it. Maybe I'll be back next week. Yeah. You know, I'm, I have next Thursday off. I'll, I'll pop by then. And they... They're gonna be so infuriated that you're walking off. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa! Remember how we said 400? It's actually gonna be 315. Yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, you know, but I think still walk off because yeah. you can come back and get it for 285. Yeah. Luckily, the car dealership I worked at was actually, uh, you know, kind of. It had some integrity to it. Um, I actually think they were actually really good people. They started hiring some people that didn't. They started hiring some people that were like, "Here's the deal: you got to ask for seven thousand down. If they can't do seven thousand down, you know, tell them you can get them the same payment at three thousand down." It's like, whoa, 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 whoa! 
if someone said that to me, I'd be yeah. like, where did that 4,000, where did that other 4,000 come from? Yeah. You're I, just hoping I'm an idiot. I mean, by nature, I think most people uh, assume that car dealers are like sleaze bags. They're like they're scummy, scum, scumbaggy people. I remember when... Um, some are, some aren't. I was gonna buy a, I was gonna buy a Prius right when those first started getting popular around mm-hmm. like 2010 2011, and I went to uh, Culver City Toyota. I was living in Culver at the time, and uh, this guy was just really he was just so obnoxious like trying to sell me a car, and I just wasn't having it. He was coming back with these like way super high monthly payments, and I just was like, hey, in my mind, I can I you know I, I here's what I carved out of my budget to spend on a car. Yeah, it was around like two fifty three hundred, and he was coming up back with these like. F- getting a brand new Prius from Japan because that, that model is better than the ones that are made in America and it's going to be about 500 a month and I was just like, nah. And I walked 500 up, a month for a Prius? Are at, you kidding me? At the t- they were brand new at the time. Like it was like, they were, they, they, this is before they became like, this is before Uber, this is before they came like known as like cabs. They were just like, it was like the cool car to have. They were really trendy at the time and it was like, you're, and then also you're like eco-conscious and, and people looked at you like, this guy cares. Like what a big heart on Aaron yeah. for buying, for going Prius. I know they're not the coolest looking car but god damn it he cares about the earth you know <laughs> he's conscious so I, was, so I was trying to go that route and uh i said i ended up saying no and i left and right across the street there's like <laughs> i stopped at uh, home to the grocery store got some groceries and, and i went inside and when i came out the guy who was selling trying to sell me the car pulled up in the the lot no and he had like a 19 he drove like a 1989 like white honda accord it was like shitty yeah and i was like dude you can't even buy a car there you piece <laughs> of shit I was like you should be able to sell yourself a car first where you can sell yeah. everybody else like, well, like how are you gonna tell me what i need to drive and how much i need to pay when you can't even yeah get yourself a car from this decade yep uh so i thought that was pretty funny yeah, I mean, the the car business is is shitty sometimes. Like people just if you're not good at selling cars, you're going to you're going to have no money. You're not going to be able to buy a car. So that that was your most recent uh gig in, in LA. That was my most recent gig. Any other like noteworthy fun things that you've done out here that you, that you Out just, here, I was a pizza delivery guy for a while. A big chain or a local spot? Uh Lucifer's Pizza. I know Lucifer's. Yeah, very good pizza. I also did um Maria's Italian Kitchen in Brentwood. Okay. Um, they were both really cool. Um, Lucifer's was fun because there was a lot of celebrities that came in, but we would also have, we'd read the Yelp reviews and the Yelp reviews were hilarious because half of them would be like, delicious pizza. So good. Awesome. And then some of them would be like, this is a Satan worshiping. Uh, they, they, uh, sacrifice people, you know, blah, 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 like all this shit. And I'm just like, Wow. Imagine if that's true, and I, you know what I mean. Like, but no, it was cool. It, it that's was, the if you can hear the siren. That's the coronavirus completely taking over. Oh I, boy! No, I live on the same street as a fire department, so sometimes we have to deal with that. Most of the time, it doesn't happen. But this, we got lucky. We got rain today, and yeah, fire. you yeah. said it's supposed to rain for a while. I. I heard my wife say that, you know, and she looks at the weather, which is crazy. Like she's your the, trusted source. She, well, she, and she looks at the th- same thing that I could look at and just didn't like, it, isn't it weird to think that like there was a time when people didn't have like an app on their phone, like to tell them what the weather was going to be tomorrow. Just like you woke up and you looked outside and you're like, this is what it is. You know what people <laughs> used to do? They you know, pre- people prepare for it and like try to not have their wedding day or their parties on a, a rainy day. And it was like, if it rains, it rains. If it, if it snows, it snows. This is what we got. This is my, what we woke up to. My grandparents, um, 
first off, Farmer's Almanac. That was your good way of. Usually they're right. Which I'm, is I'm crazy. talking. I'm talking about even before that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But so I'm saying just prior to TV, internet, you know, so like 30s, 40s, 50s, right? Right. Um, they my grand my grandparents would you know look at the sky the night before, and if there were clouds in the sky the night before, they would assume it was going to rain. And if there are stars in the sky, they would assume, which is like such a shitty way because like, you know, some well, nights it's beautiful and then yeah. the next day But it I mean, there, there was probably some truth to that a little bit. So much so, like it happened enough times that they were able to try to use that as like their uh, prediction for, for tomorrow's weather. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, we got the, well, is Lucifer's the spot? I was actually just thinking about that pizza. Pizza's been so good lately. Uh, my, my kid. I can't eat pizza. Really? Oh, keto. Yep. Um, my... My wife is pregnant, and when and the baby's like huge right now. He's like five pounds. We're we're, Damn, do, we're how do, many months? We're due in like four weeks. So like oh, we're in the shit. we're in the we're in the last. But they grow stretch. the most in the last month. Yeah, like right? a, it's supposed to be like a pound a week. I was talking to a guy last night it's about nine it. Nine pounds. So he could be a nine. Sorry, pal. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it'll be fine. Well, um, Are so you thinking C-section? Did I just break your chair? Uh, it's okay. <laughs> um, they uh. They like move around a bunch, like right when my wife's eating, like after the stuff, you can tell it goes down to like right here, and, and he has a reaction to it, and he loves pizza. He loves when she eats pizza. Oh, I'm and sure. Was, and Lucifer's is a, is a spot we well, like. Well, because cheesy, fatty, delicious, yeah. like pizza has that, everything, and they're just gobbling it up. It sucks. I wish I could eat pizza all day, every day, but yeah, it's just like it's just not good that you do. I um, mean, I've just realized carbs for me, they are my kryptonite. Yeah. And because sugar is a carb, so that's, you know, it it counts, you know. So whether it's soda or bread or whatever, that's always been my, like, when I started doing this keto shit, I was trying to think of, like, what I could eat. And it was just, like, everything I love, sandwiches, bread, pasta, bread, rice. I love, I love Sushi can't eat it. Rice is it because mostly yeah. Well, you can get the you can just do sashimi. Just I could fish. do shish, sashimi, but I mean to p- go and pay fifteen dollars for like eight pieces s- of little slices same. of bread of fish. Yeah. It's like I'd rather eat fifteen cheese sticks. <laughs> like what I've been doing is I've been and I've lost twenty pounds, so it works for sure. I don't know how easy it is going to be to put it back on. Probably pretty easy. That's it. I've noticed that it's like you work, you can work six months on your body yeah. go to the gym every day, eat healthy. And like, you notice like a little bitty improvement. And then if you have like a one bad weekend in Vegas where you're just getting drunk the whole time and eating dog shit, oh, yeah. you blow back up like an idiot. Yeah. It's like, how is it so much easier to destroy your body than it is to like make it look good? I'm just trying to watch my, I'm just trying to like watch be, be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? More like more moderation in my life. Yeah. And that's helped. It's helped me realize, you know, okay, if you can cut down on most bad stuff, you can still enjoy some bad stuff every now and again, but it'll, you just gotta, you'll enjoy it more when you have it, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, there were nights recently over the last few months, I found this, um, I, I found this, uh, this pizza place near me. That is just so good. Big Mamas and Papas. Oh, yeah. Wait, do you, there's one right here. Do you live? They're everywhere. Okay. I, I live in Glendale. Like, I, I can walk the one. Yeah. Me. Oh, it's so good. I have to yeah. stay away. Yeah. Because it's that, it's that good to me. But um, they had this cheesy garlic bread. 
that was like in the shape of a small pizza, but it was just like bread covered in cheese and garlic, and it would just like you know you Peel take it, it and it's the cheese it. goes, yeah. and I'm just like my mouth's watering even thinking about it. And dude, I ordered that like four days in a row, and if you think about that, your meal is nothing. It's, it's oh, just, but then I'd also yeah. get chicken marsala, oh, okay, or something. Yeah, I love eating. I love eating, but it also I hate myself after. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way about drinking. I like, like I like drinking when I'm drinking, but then if I get so drunk that I'm like blacked out and the next day I hate my life. I'm like I'm never drinking again. Yeah, until never t- works. until tonight. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We, we everybody has has those things. That's, it's it's so I don't know. It's so weird, but it's also um, yeah moderation. Like you said, like I can have a drink every day, but I don't need to be drunk every day. Exactly. I I um I think I lucked out because drinking was never taboo in my family. Boston, dude. They're yeah. All, they're all, you're just drinking. You had a bottle of JMO in your mouth right out <laughs> yeah. the womb. Well, you know, beer, definitely. What, Guinness? Um, No, that's just, I mean, my dad loved Guinness. Because all the bars there are like Sam Adams. Terry O'Flanagan's or some yeah. shit like that. No, uh, they're all, all like the cask and barrel and the like the the slippery cat. You know, it's I, just, I do. I mean, I'm not absolutely. I'm not talking shit on Boston. I would like to visit there one day, but it's it's like so such a caricature it's of such itself. Such a great in, in place. Every, every um, you don't understand that it's also the academia capital of America. I think that's a funny element of that city is that you've got like Harvard right here, and then you've got like and people, MIT and MIT and, MIT, and, and Emerson, and then, and like over, then like just a step away. There's like these like Southie roughnecks beating the holy shit out of each other in a bar because one guy looked at another guy for wait like two seconds too long, and it's like you get the smartest and the dumbest people in the same like neighborhood Trust me, hillbillies are dumber than bostonians bostonians are actually really smart we just don't put up with disrespect oh i'm, I'm from kentucky i know quite a few yeah. hillbillies yeah i mean but like you you find someone in any in mississippi they both love fighting and just one of them loves chewing tobacco and the other yeah. loves oxycontin <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah they, it's they're... fucking like bostonians are just we're good people very respectful. If you're good to people, you gotta you gotta be present. You have to be. You have to fill a room. Are they the? Is that's that how you get respect. Brotherly love. Is that no, Boston? that's Philly. You're Philly. you're mixed up. But Philly and Boston are pretty similar places. What is there any Bean Town? I know people. Bean Town. Yeah, that, that's they don't have another city uh, like be, that. I'm, the Bay State. That's Massachusetts. Bean Town. Um, no, yeah. I mean, we just call it Boston. We just you know we, we call we talk about the neighborhoods too. If you're really from Boston. You know, when people ask me, I say I'm from Boston, and then someone goes, oh, where? I immediately know they're from Massachusetts because no one's actually born in Boston. Yeah. No one's born in, in I mean, actually, there are a couple of really great hospitals. Also, Boston has the best hospitals. And so it's a great place. But, but you know, um, Children's Hospital, Mass General, um, Beth Israel, these are like all really great hospitals. So people are born in Boston, but... Very few people live in the city of Boston. They live in Somerville. They live in Medford. They live in Chelsea. They live in, you know, uh, South South Boston, East Boston, Brockton. You know, like there's, you live in a neighborhood. I'm from Beverly. It's only 21 miles outside of Boston, but it might as well be a different state. Yeah, I feel that way about uh, like down Brentwood. Yeah. Like I never go to Brentwood and it's right over there. Like I, yeah. Silver When's Lake the last even? time you went to Downey? Uh, what downtown? No, Downey. Oh, never. Exactly. Why would, or uh, is it that about that far? Like, um, but so if so, let let's say this is Boston, right? I would be about as far as maybe 
Chatsworth. Rancho Cucamonga. No, st- too far. Chatsworth is uh, north. That, yeah, that north north uh, like, west a little bit. Maybe Santa Clarita. Okay, that's well, not that's. I mean, if you got good traffic on the on the four hundred five or coming down, isn't it? You know what's crazy? I lived closer. It took me less time to get to Boston when I lived in New Hampshire. Then it take, took then you when from I, Glendale to get here. No, from Beverly to Boston, but also, like honestly took me like 20 minutes 21 minutes to get here from glendale it probably on a good day you could get to boston in 30 32 minutes 35 minutes not bad yeah um you you were going through real quick i wanted to hop back but you were you did a couple restaurants did you ever um get fired from any any places that you worked oh i've gotten fired from almost all the places i've worked just from love that apathy you know, when I stop liking a place, when I start, when easy to, they start you, treating me, it's easy to read on it. On when you. they start treating me, I don't let anybody fucking take advantage of me. And whether it's an employer or anything, if someone is fucking disrespectful to me, I say it. And I, I only say it if I, th- if I really think it's warranted and I'm always respectful about it. But a lot of times if someone's doing something to me, they assume I won't say anything because I think a lot of people are more happy staying out of confrontation than getting their just yeah and or they'll, they'll 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 be silent to you but they'll go run their mouths behind your back to a bunch of the people it's right. like let's just do the thing let's do the conversation right so, now so you know i've had employers when they call me by the wrong name i go you know like i my name is thomas right that's my birth name Right. Yeah, and I remember asking you at a at a mic one time. I was like, "Hey, Thomas, how's it going?" And I was like, "Do you ever go by Thomas?" And you're like, "No, never." And so, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, and you you said it like this has been a thing I've dealt with before. <laughs> yeah. If you call me Thomas ever again, we're oh. So here's a fun work story. Yeah. So I worked at Buffalo Wild Wings. This one right. Up. I got fired for this. This nice. is great. This is actually a fun story. Okay. So I worked at Buffalo Wild Wings. This is when I was couch surfing in L.A. So um. By the way, this podcast got so much better after I hit my weed pen. I got so much more loosened up. Well, that's that's what, uh, that's what this I'm is. For. This is the nicotine. There's a weed one in here. Oh, I didn't know you were doing uh, both, but I didn't either until, <laughs> until it happened. One. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yes. Yeah, great. Yeah. So, um, fired from Buffalo Wild Wings. Fired from Buffalo Wild Buffalo Wild Wings. So I'm couch surfing in L.A. at this point. And I was staying at my friend Mark's house. I didn't have a car at the time. I originally was living right next to, um, I was living right next to, uh, it was in Burbank and I was in Pasadena. So that's not far. It's about a 15 minute drive. Yeah. It's an Uber, about $10, $12 Uber, right? So, um, so I take the job, but then I end up going and staying at Mark's house in Hollywood, which is like a $20 Uber. So I'm like, damn, I don't even want to do this job. And then I get in and they start calling me Thomas all the time. And my, my given name is Thomas, but I go by Tom. I go by Tommy. You can call me T. You can call me whatever you want. I'm just not a Thomas. Have you met a Thomas? No, but also I'm a big, because I just had to go through all the processes of naming my child. And it's like, if you ever introduce yourself as one thing and someone immediately, if you're like, hi, my name is Michael. And they're like, Hey Mike, nice to meet you. I'm like, yeah, I didn't say Mike. I said, exactly. I said Michael. And so if, yeah. you, if someone calls you something right back, other than the thing that you just gave to them, that person's a piece of shit. Right. I agree. Unless, Hey, my name's Tom. Nice to meet you. Tommy. Good to meet you. Right. That's not, I said Tom. Yeah. Unless, so here's one way I would accept it. So like, let's say you and me were hanging out. Let's say you call me Tommy because we're, we've been friends for a while, right? 
Then we have someone come up and they go, you know, they've either heard you mention me as Tommy, Mm -hmm. someone you know, or um, you go like, hey, yo, this is my buddy Tommy. And I go, hey, Tom, how you doing? That was very Boston of you. This is my buddy Tommy. This is my buddy Tommy. Tommy. People, people get the Boston accent wrong. Yeah. I only know how to say ba and cock like I did. <laughs> ba and cock. Uh, cock? I saw you across the bar. I want to suck your cock. Your cock. See, it's cock. more. See, yeah, that's, cock. See, that's where I'm from. I'm from the North Shore, which is like O's. It's like big, oh. wide. You're, you're like this when you talk. You know, cock. You know, like Boston. Ray, Ray Donovan, he's always like, Shaw. Shaw. Like, hey, do you want to go to the pizza later? Shaw. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Shaw. 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 <laughs> S-H-A-W. Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. Shaw. Yeah, we can go down there. Sure. So someone at Buffalo Wild Wings is about to call you Thomas. No, they're calling me Thomas. The general manager called me Thomas a million times. What was on your name tag? Thomas. I had them change it. Okay. This is how much of a thing it was. It should be a thing. It's I your, went to them. It's your name. I went to them. I said, because... Dude, I've never met a cool Thomas. I'm sorry. Any of you guys out there, Thomas Lennon, hilarious guy. He, just, d- he doesn't follow me. I, I know he doesn't, yeah, but I'm I just che- saying. I checked, uh, I checked no other people named Thomas follow me. Okay, there yeah. you go. I won't let him. I don't approve. Yeah, t- please. See, they're the worst people. But if you go by Thomas, any Thomas I've ever met is like, hi, I'm Thomas and you know, nose up and it's like, come on, man. They just left a clam bake and they have a sweater tied around their shirt. And it's a cool name. Thomas is actually a strong name. It's like Thomas. Yeah. I don't mind it, but I do. Uh, I, I'm, I wasn't a fan of when we were trying to name our kid, like names that could be short because we, we know people are shitty. And so if we name them one thing and people start calling them something shorter than that, it would infuriate me. And I'd, I'd be going around like following him around his whole life, correcting people and be like, oh, that's not his name. His name is actually this. Like if someone goes Thomas, I'm okay with that because yeah. like, they're doing like a because it sounds almost medieval. If right. you think about the name Thomas, it's kind of like a medieval name. I'm not mad at it, but I don't want to be called it. I want to be Tom. Yeah, because that's who I am. I am a Tom. I'm a Tommy. I like to have a good time. I like to make people laugh. That's a Tom or a Tommy type of thing. Yeah. Thomas I want to like, get a beer with Tom. I don't want to hang out with Thomas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, let me introduce you to my friend Thomas. <laughs> no, no. So anyways. Don't introduce me. So Don't want to meet him. So he's calling me Thomas nonstop. I lose my name tag. He prints it again. So it went. I went as Thomas, right? And it's not like they kept the old name tag. They just ripped the name off and put Tom on, right? So he, again, makes me another name tag, and it says Thomas. And I'm just like, dude, you know how I feel about this. And so now I just hate this guy, and now I don't care, and I'm working at Buffalo Wild Wings, and I'm carrying trays of like 18 cups of water, and sometimes I'm dropping it on the ground. And like... On purpose a little bit? No, Hmm. no, I just sucked it. Dude, who uh, the fuck wants to carry that many cups? Nobody. And I got tipped like, dude, Buffalo Wild Wings might be the worst tipping job ever in in um service industry. It, and that one was the Burbank Pasadena-ish? Burbank, yeah. Because there's one right down the street in this Hollywood. This is the Burbank um, in the, where Flappers is. Oh, oh. Okay. You know where I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. It's so funny that everybody knows Flappers. But so yeah, so well, I know that complex. It's like was there IKEA and then yeah. yeah. 
he makes me the name tag again. He, um, it says Thomas, so I got to wear it. And it was crazy. This is just such a weird job. Like the girl that I dated in high school, her best friend from college who I'd never met worked there and I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy because we were like, it, anyways, we found out and it was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Wow. Small yeah. town LA is you. It's such a small city. They're in sometimes. Chicago. That's yeah. where they went. That's where they met and went to college. Yeah. So anyways, I'm getting off into a tangent here. So you choke slam the guy for calling you Thomas. <laughs> Pretty much, but I stopped caring. And then the next day I had a dentist appointment and I went in and the dentist just cut the shit out of my gums and it really hurt and I was in pain. And the girl who drove me there made me go meet her dad after. So this girl said, yeah, I'll give you a ride to the dentist. I'm like, great, thank you so much. We get to the dentist, we're on our way. She goes, oh, by the way, I told my dad we'd meet up with him. I'd never met her dad before. I'm not dating this girl. Why am I meeting your dad? There's no such thing as a free ride. It's seriously, yeah. dude. Yeah. And Gotta meet dads these days. So we, <laughs> we get there and my mouth is bleeding. I'm in pain. Just the worst. Anyways, I meet her dad. It was a terrible meeting. I just wanted to leave. We left. I have to go to work now. Now I have to go to work. I have to be in at 7. It's like 4.45. I'm like... Uh, so you're already up here. So I call. I'm going to call. You're in pain. I'm going to call out sick. So I call. Ring, ring, ring. Hello? Uh, you know, he goes, hello. I go, hey, uh, this is Tom. I'm supposed to be serving tonight. He goes, Thomas. I go, hey, I fucking quit. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I fucking quit. Boom. Quit. Just fucking went to an open mic that's uh that's so funny yeah i had another another person on the podcast who he got fired from his job and that same night he like went to an open mic and if he didn't get fired he would have never started doing comedy and that's what the, that's what this poe podcast like, who was it uh, i'll tell you offline okay okay um the 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 crux of of what I wanted to do here was like explain people's journey up to because we're all trying to make it and we want to pay our bills with with jokes yeah and it's like but you but that's not uh realistic right away so we have to do bullshit pay the bill jobs along the way and I I'm, I've I've found it very interesting and I've found that my followers really like knowing what people were doing before they were yeah so right one here right before i moved here i know we're probably i don't know how long we'll, you like to go we'll wrap up here in a second yeah but this, this could be. <clears throat> so right before i moved out here i was a um in between that like files job and everything i was doing mixed martial arts sales for a while and i didn't get to tell the story of the lady that got fired from a job that i was at for drinking her own pee i mean let's hear it quickly all right real quick there was this lady she was weird i, I never I, I feel like i can't pass that one up uh, i never talked to this lady and you could tell like everybody thought she was kind of weird but like she did her job so no one cared right and so this one time i come into work and she's gone and everybody's like dude did you hear what happened to you know martha or whatever i go what they go they apparently they caught her drinking her own pee in the bathroom and then they fired her. I'm sure they came up with a reason. I don't even know if they ever told her that that's why. 
I mean, I don't know if you can get fired for drink. If you had like a medical reason or if, if you proved something that yeah. you needed to drink your own piss and someone caught you doing it, yeah, it's weird, but is it... Um, they is came it, up with something, I'm it, sure. Are you, could you get fired for that? No, I don't I don't think so. I'm sure she was like, her her performance was low as well. I'm going to ask my wife when she gets home, she works in HR, I'm like, hey, would you fire someone for drinking their own piss? Just to see what she says. She's probably like, no, but we, why? But I would never uh, shake their hand ever again. Right. Yeah. Because you got to imagine she pees in the in a cup or something, and then They're like a bottle of water. They said they Ooh, said that's hard to and aim. like a girl too. Yeah, are, it's splatters. How are you getting your pee into a? I've never. I haven't really like in depth watched well, you know, a girl like pee. In, but in middle middle school, high school, whatever sports trips or whatever you're on a long like bus ride, and you got to pee. What do you, you go Gatorade bottle right? Yeah, you can get you can get open. The, yeah, it's big opening. You can get at least the tip in there. You can get the you can, and you're accurate. You know? I mean, in middle school, I could get the whole thing. <laughs> I could get like my balls three. in there too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and you're peeing on your balls a little bit, but yeah. And then, uh, no, that was, that was, uh, that was what guys did. I don't know what girls did in that same situation. I remember one time a guy peed in a Gatorade bottle and he went to throw it out the window and it blew. Back. Oh it yeah. Blew, he was in like the middle and it blew back in the bus and hit oh. a guy in the face with this. The funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, so that's, that's that lady. But then after that, I actually, I had been wanting to perform again cause I did theater. I was an actor in high school and then I went to college for it and everything. I dropped out of college. So now I'm like trying to do sales because I'm trying to be like a regular person, which sucked. Well, isn't that Jamie Foxx had like a door-to-door sales job? I don't was like know. how he it's got just, good at comedy, like being a people person. But like I wasn't. I was just like making calls. It was terrible. But so then I drive by. I'm in Nashua, New Hampshire on a sales call. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I look over. I see ESPN New Hampshire radio. ESPN Radio in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Okay. And I'm a big mixed martial arts guy. I love mixed martial arts, especially working for these companies. It was my life. I was watching fights all the time. I really love mixed martial arts. I knew the history. I knew everything. So I call this place up. I go, uh, hey, how you doing? I was wondering, do you have like a um, mixed martial arts show? And they go, no, we don't. This is the, you know, program director. I go, okay. Well, um, you know, I'd like to come in for an interview. He goes, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. We can have you in, uh, you know, next Tuesday. That's badass. Yeah. I'm right. like, okay. I'm going to try that with Netflix as soon as you leave today. I mean, I'm gonna be like, so hey, much I'm going to come in for an interview. And they'll be like, get your ass on in here, it's you son so of a bitch. What job do you want? You can have any of them. <laughs> Executive producer, you got you it. You got it. That doesn't, money. that doesn't happen, by the way. I mean, granted, this is small market. Yeah. Radio. This is not... They're probably is, like, wow, the set of balls on this guy? Get in here and take whatever job you want. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So, fucking go in, wow the interview, and then the GM walks in. And he's a nice, young, young guy, nice guy. His name's Justin. We start talking. Well, turns out we went to the same college. Shout out, Justin. Justin. So at the end of that meeting, he goes, okay, well, yeah, let's do, um, how about we have you in here Sundays from, uh, from nine to 10 to start. So just one hour. It's a one hour shift. Yeah, sure. I'll do it. Yeah. So I go in. Sounds like my perfect work day. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get any money. Are you kidding me? I ended up getting paid later on, but I wasn't getting any money. Because in an eight hour shift of any other office job, you're really only working one hour anyways. Yeah. Seven hours. You're just watching podcasts. Exactly. Exactly. And so 
Um, While the interview, he gives me the time slot. We go in. You know, we're having a great time. They move us to two hours. Now we're getting sponsors. Now we're doing all this shit. It was so much fun. And then, but it just still wasn't fulfilling me. And I still was like mad at myself for not performing, you know? And I was dating this girl at the time. Her name was Stacy. And I did mushrooms with Stacy. Shout out, Stacy. Stacy. And I uh, did mushrooms with her. And then. Um, I just turned to her and I was like, I got to go to LA. And that's when I made my decision to go to LA. And she could have talked you out of it, but she didn't. So we all love Stacey. Yeah. Because you, you are very, very funny. You're one of my, uh, favorite comics to watch. Uh, I haven't been out in a, in a few, uh, little bits because my wife was pregnant. I'm just kind of trying to be here with her, but and I, coronavirus but I, and coronavirus. Oh, I don't care. I went to a show last night, but yeah. still it's like, um, I, I remember very early on, um, in, in my standup adventures, I would come home and my wife was like, how was it? And I was like, man, it's fine. And she was like, is anybody else like any good? And I was like, most people suck. I was like, there is one guy that I think has like star power. And I was like, he's just like, he's good. He reminds me of like a younger, handsomer Jack Black. He's, he can sing sometimes. Sometimes you belt it out. Yeah. And uh, I was like, it's this guy, Tom Whalen, and I, I adore him. He's going to be a huge star. So um, thank you. Aaron, for, you're, I, I love you, dude. I, I've, you're said great. That, I've said that about zero other people. and I I, mean I know that, you but, have. But also yeah. because you're you're just also like a super friendly guy. But, um, you know, thanks for well, being Well, not here. to everybody. I think I, I just can, you know, I, I could tell you were a good guy, genuine guy. I like. I think that's something also Boston people are good at yeah. is uh, character. Character. Uh, what's it called? You're, you're just a good judge of character. Good judge of character. Yeah. And I could tell you were, you know, a good guy, and you you had um, much more positivity to spread than negativity. Yeah. And, and so I like to keep those people around. But seriously, that does that does mean a lot to it me. Does. I appreciate you, pal. Uh, Tom, tell the people at home where they can find you online. Any shows you got coming up? Anything you want to promote? This is you. Okay, so uh, find me on Instagram, Fake Tom Whalen. Um, I just started a new prank phone call podcast called Dank Prankers. Okay. Where we prank phone call QVC and HSN and people's dads and moms and pawn shops and wherever you know people will talk to us. We prank them, and it's That's on Instagram. hilarious. Um, it's on Instagram right now. We're waiting to put the first episode out. Um, we have a sizzler out, a teaser, and um, we're waiting to. We're gonna stack a couple and release them Smart. in over a couple days. And so uh, look out for Dank Prankers. That'll be on my Instagram. Uh, roast Battle. Have a Roast Battle coming out March 24th. Um, it's against now. It's against Sarah Fatemi because it was supposed to be against Alice Hamilton, but she dropped out. So come see me. Comedy Store, West Hollywood, March 24th. Um, it might get postponed from uh, coronavirus. coronavirus. Probably will. Yeah. Because they said they're canceling all, but fingers crossed. But if not, and whenever this all passes, you got to see Tom uh, battle. He's one of the most talented roast battlers in the business. Thank you. Tom, thanks so much. For, Absolutely, uh, guys. Tom Whalen on Google and everything. <laughs> there we go. Thank you.